Good morning, everyone. So, for those who don't know me, my name is Dwayne, and I have the privilege of pastoring here at Community Church. And no, I would never ask you for money, which means that really cool draft email that I have now I can't send it. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. So I don't know if you recall, but last fall, we let you know that the deacons had decided that they wanted to be more directive with our funds that go to the denomination with respect to mission. We have always supported the mission of Canadian Baptists, and we have faithfully sent that money to the denomination year after year after year. But we wanted to actually be more proactive in, in seeing those funds be designated and in conversations with Canadian Baptist Ministries, it was decided that we would take on a partnership with Guatemala, specifically with Byron Velasquez, who is one of our field staff there. And today, it gives me incredible pleasure to invite my very dear friend, Dennis Shearman, to the front. Dennis and I have gotten in trouble on more than one occasion, on more than one continent. And it is an absolute privilege to invite him to our stage. And Dennis, I'm going to pray for you. Make sure this is working. It is not. I'll pray for you, and while I'm praying, I'll try and fix this. Okay. Lord, I ask you to bless Dennis today. And I pray, Lord, that you would give him the words to speak so that we would hear your voice, to be open to your calling, to know how to pray and support the work in Guatemala. Lord, thank you for our brothers and sisters in Canadian Baptist Ministries who pour out their lives for you around the globe. We ask today, Lord, that we would be inspired by their stories. We lift this time up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Dwayne. I want to assure you that the trouble that Dwayne and I got into in several countries was in the name of Jesus Christ, okay? <laughs> really, it was all good. <laughs> Appreciated Dwayne and Karen over the years and privileged to be able to serve with them, in particular in a country that my wife and I love very much, and that's Bolivia. Um, my wife, uh, I am the, that's not working yet, eh? I am the Canadian Baptist Mission Rep for Western Canada. As you know, uh, or don't know, Canadian Baptist Ministries has four denominations that we answer to. You are a part of Canadian Baptists of Western Canada, the denomination here in the West, the four provinces. And the denomination is responsible for mission locally and globally. I represent that arm that is global, the missional arm to our almost 1,000 churches across Canada, but particularly here in the West. My wife and I have, uh, oh, by the way, this is the second time that I've been in a church in the last 22 months, simply because of restrictions uh, around particularly COVID and some of the crisis. So I appreciate being here. Dwayne, thank you for opening your pulpit and your leadership in allowing me to come and share briefly uh, a little bit about who Canadian Baptist Ministries is, um, what we're involved in, and particularly uh, your new potential partnership and working towards that partnership with uh, Byron in Guatemala. Um, my wife and I 
Yeah, my wife and I have served uh, for some close to 30 years with Canadian Baptist Ministries, first in Indonesia, and I've said uh, Bolivia. Uh, there we were about 11 years uh, working in a program called Casa de la Amistad, children who lived in the prisons. We worked at the seminary and we were involved in volunteer programs as well. Um, our work was really uh, with the local churches there, but also with the local churches here in Canada. Uh, I did a lot of work around our volunteer program, and I'll explain that in a minute, uh, around our SENT teams and how they engage with the partners and ministry that is going on in the field. My wife now uh, is a pastor. Uh, she has, we went to Toronto. I became a part of the leadership, <coughs> excuse me, leadership team there and uh, doing some strategic work around um, ministry and then came back to a job that I had had in 2004 when I came off the field to this whole area of representing CBM to the four western provinces of Western Canada. Uh, it's something that I deeply appreciate and love. I love interacting with the local church globally and here in Canada as well. Enabling churches to be able to come missionally and deeper missionally, particularly overseas, and the meaning of that. Uh, this morning, as I said, you can go on to the next one. This morning, as I said, for about 150 years now, actually next year we'll be celebrating 150 years of ministry as an organization. But that 150 years isn't CBM. That 150 years is, again, those almost 1,000 churches across Canada. And what Canadian Baptists have done locally and globally in mission. I'll share a little bit about that this morning. And I want to bring some scripture and encouragement through six words, six scriptures that I think are applicable for you as a church as you enter into this partnership. And I want to tell some stories because I think the stories that I'm going to tell bring credibility to the ministry that God is doing through his people. At CBM, we are about people. We're in the people business. We, yes, we're about bringing the gospel to those that are lost and in need. We do that through word and deed. Integral mission, and I'll share about that in a minute as well. At CBM, we love God. We have, uh, we, we have the love of a mission uh, to the healing and the broken of the world. Our love for God and his mission is rooted in the fact that we first, he first loved us and rescued us from brokenness. As a sign of our gratitude to him, we willingly and enthusiastically accept the invitation to join him in his mission. We are part of global, the global family and followers of Jesus Christ who seek to bring hope in a world of poverty, in a world of broken relationships, in a world of environmental destruction and lost hope of every type of oppression. Our call is radical discipleship as followers of Jesus Christ. The way we do this is through integral mission. Integral mission weaves together our words, God's words, and the deeds that he empowers us to do. Through our words, we share God's love and redemption offered in Jesus Christ and invite people to respond by accepting the gifts of people in the communities through our physical, spiritual, economical, psychological, and social programs. We believe that both parts are essential, neither takes priority over the other, and neither should be doing independently of each other. They go together. Each part is essential and necessary to the completeness of God's desire 
in his creation. Partnering with local churches globally and locally around the world. Bringing hope, healing, and reconciliation through word and deed. I have to say that doing the, this local and global mission and that we are thankful to you as a church for entering into now this possibility and looking at this partnership. We're thankful because it takes people in local churches like yourselves to empower those overseas particularly. But hear me clearly, you also have a responsibility as a church to your local ministry. It's holistic. It's bringing word and deed to this community that God has called you to as well. It's bringing that to this place and what God has called you to and as well overseas and into the world to achieve a better and more sustainable community for all. Next slide. We have five causes, very quickly. And those five causes, um, yeah, you can read there about those five causes. Um, we have four, uh, five, or, yeah, five different drivers that drive us. Next slide. Um, and you'll see them there. Everything is rooted in these five drivers for us as an organization. It's about poverty and alleviating poverty. Kids at risk. That's what my wife and I were involved in our four children when we lived in Bolivia. Um, and then injustice. Injustice in the world and exploited people. Building the church. Evangelism. Helping to plant churches overseas and bring the gospel to Jesus Christ in the needy world. And then believe it or not, we are also involved in crisis management or crisis response. Now we are not a crisis response uh, team or organization like, say, World Vision or like um, the Red Cross. But because of our partners and our needs and what they're asking for in terms of help, we do offer our services to that crisis response. In many ways, you are entering into these five different areas by partnering in Guatemala and with Byron. And I'll explain in a little bit what that means for you as a church. But every one of those are involved in the ministry that you're going to be involved in, with, particularly with Byron. Next slide. Uh, we are in uh, five focus key efforts, as I've mentioned. Uh, six, really, because of the crisis response. 26 countries where we have programs. Now, we don't always have partnerships there, but we have programs that are involved in 26 countries for a relatively small organization. I talked about that thousand churches, uh, thousand uh, uh, churches across Canada that we're involved with. There it says 972, but we've actually brought in new partners here in Canada, and that's the Green uh, Fellowship that is growing incredibly, particularly in the West, in, in, uh, in, um, in, the, in the BC area. Boy, I got Spanish on my mind because we sang Spanish this morning. Um, so that's really quite uh, interesting and wonderful for us. Next slide. Uh, this is an interesting little book, and I have copies on my table at the back. Duane actually was a part of helping to motivate this little book and bring it together. And we talk about the word and the deed and bringing it together for all of us. Um, that word is so important that people hear it. But sometimes we have to respond as an organization, first with our partner, around the doing, about the providing. And that's where it comes in for the poverty and the injustice. Sometimes the kids at risk and providing the material or the need to be taken care of before they'll actually hear the words of Jesus Christ. And that's what we are involved in. Next slide. 
we are in partnership. We do not go into a country in those 26 areas and enter into ministry without a partnership. So in Guatemala, for example, we are a part of the local church there, the Association of Evangelical Baptist Convention uh, of Guatemala. They've invited us as an organization to come and partner with them in existing ministry. We do not go into a country and say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do for you. This is how you will help us. We go in and say, no, what are you already doing? What has God called you to? What are your dreams and your desires to bring the gospel and the deed to the people that you serve and minister to? That, in fact, is what happens in Guatemala. That partnership is real, real in th- through Enlace. I don't know, Duane, if you've shared a little bit of Enlace and the program that they're involved there with the local church. It actually is throughout Central America. It isn't just in Guatemala. And actually... Um, Byron is a part of uh, a team, not just for Guatemala, but Nepal, El Salvador, and Nigeria, um, where this program is being done with the local church. No different in, El Salvador, in uh, Guatemala. They work with the local church. CBM uh, aims to develop sustainable growth and transformational impact in those communities. Support this, supporting this project brings finances contributes and prayer for those local people and local churches. Many of these churches are already trying to meet the physical, spiritual needs of their communities, but require more practical training on how to mobilize their churches, effectively transform their communities. It's about teaching, coming alongside and enabling them. Protecting aims, projects aims to support the community and become physically and spiritually healthier. The project provides medical care, food, clean running water, vulnerable communities and members in living in poverty. It also leads in Sunday school, a practical way for children in small Sunday schools, doing evangelistic work in the community, not just in the church, but in the community as well. They help with food insecurity, and this is big, and I'll share a little bit about our partnership with Canadian Food Grains Bank and the effectiveness in Guatemala, but around the world in that, in bringing food uh, to uh, particularly into Guatemala for children and young people who are suffering greatly. Um, so they help with the food insecurity, which is a huge issue, uh, challenging not only Guatemala, but throughout Latin America, and indeed in the world today. And the area of vulnerable children, most of all, in education of them. Uh, education is a huge issue, it's particularly because of the COVID issue. A lot of schools had to shut down. They couldn't go into the, into the schools, the children particularly, and they were all shut down and children couldn't go to school. It's an area where CBM has helped in Guatemala by bringing funds and enabling the students to uh, go on cell phones, to be able to have the network and be able to be taught and so on. You, in a real sense, are entering into those five areas that I mentioned that drive us as an organization. You're entering that with Byron. Next slide. Byron Velasquez. Byron is doing all of this. Thank you to this church for entering into this and enabling him to make a difference among his people and parts of Latin America, as I mentioned. Byron has and is serving alongside the American team, supporting CBM overall success of areas in integral mission, global discipleship, by facilitating venues for instruction, teaching, dialoguing and coming alongside of those that are in need by organizing, facilitating, 
STM or scent trips, I'll share on that in a minute, to Guatemala, El Salvador, and reinforcing and teaching the importance of partnership and agreements in local ministries and strategies. Additionally, Brian, uh, Byron helps uh, nurture strong relationships with CBM partners and associates, uh, making priorities, uh, ca capturing development opportunities, and accompanying partner staff in developing project proposals and assisting in effective ministry. He is our eyes and feet on the ground. Byron knows what the church needs when he works with the partner. When he hears their desires and sits with them and says, what is it we're going to do and how is God leading us into this ministry and into the future? Yes, with direction and help and support from CBM. That's important because we can bring those resources. Byron is the man. Next slide. We're excited about being able to announce Catherine Scott. And Catherine has gone to Guatemala just recently after the last couple of months. She will be studying a language and working alongside of uh, Byron. And to them, to the two of them will be uh, working in the regions. Uh, but first she has to learn the language. Uh, Guthrie's know what it's the importance of learning language in terms of being effective when you're on the field. So that's really important. But again, building the church. Working with the kids at risk crisis response in one needed poverty and injustice. So how do we do this? What does God call us to? Next slide, please. I have chosen uh, this title and this scripture to reinforce what I'm trying to say that CBM is very much involved in. It's about loving your neighbor, responding in love. Everything that we do as an organization with our partners and people like Byron is because of the love of Jesus Christ and the command that he's put on our life. But how do we love our neighbor? Sometimes that's difficult. Scripture out of Matthew tells us, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. These in Matthew 22, these words bring hope to those that need it in the world today. And believe me, it's needed even more in the world today as we see in the news what is happening. We see it even more because of our connection um, with our partners and those overseas. For us, um, that love from the Lord motivates us. That love moves us into a place of response. And when we love, everything else falls into place. Now, love has its basis in creation, as we know. You are made in the image of God. That is who we are. God loves us and, God's, and goes to great lengths to save us. He's done that. That's our assurance. Christ has died on the cross. Everyone in God's eyes, everyone in God's eyes has great value. This is based on two great commandments. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 40. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first, the greatest commandments. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself to enter law. And all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. We find this true. We find this throughout Scripture. That God has loved us, and he's called us to love our neighbor. Showing kindness to the least and the last, and the lost and the lonely, and the unloved, extending God's grace in its various forms 
to the hurting, the hated, the, unbroke, uh, the heartbroken people, we are able to bring hope and life to those that find themselves in that difficult situation. This pandemic and this financial situation that we find ourselves in and continue to navigate that is difficult here in Canada. But I want to tell you it's even more difficult overseas. Now we're fortunate as an organization because we've had these number of different projects and partners uh, throughout the world and we're thankful for that. And only two have been had to put on hold out of those 26 partners that we have due to the pandemic and the financial crisis. People and churches and donors are responding. That's showing kindness. That's showing love to what God has called us to. And we are thankful. God has commanded, we read through Scripture, to love one another. That means they're in Guatemala. That means in Bolivia. That means in Indonesia. And we read through Scripture that he, struck, he, he stresses the importance of that. How do we do that? We, we, we receive each other. We edify each other. That can be here in this very place or overseas. We are called to serve each other, to bear one another's burdens and forgive each other, to submit and exhort one another, and to consider one another as well. It's not always easy to love those around us. Trust me, when I lived in Indonesia, the last thing I wanted to do was get on a bus with those Indonesian people who smelled. But God called me to love them. God told me that there was importance for my presence and my being in that place. To come alongside of them and love them as my neighbor. Well, what are those ways also in those six words that I want to leave you with this morning very quickly? Tell a couple stories with that. Next slide. Of course, the first one is love. Love one another like you want to be loved. We all want to be loved. Anybody here doesn't want to be loved? Well, it's no different in Guatemala. It's no different when you see somebody sitting on the street that hasn't had food for two or three days. They want to be loved. The spirit of the command is that we show genuine concern for others. Do to others who, whoever you would like them to do, whatever you would like them to do for you. This is essential for all the, that he has taught in the law and the prophets. <coughs> Excuse me. Generally think to ourselves, and this is generally, first we know what makes us feel loved, or how we want to be loved and accepted. When we wonder how we can express love to others, especially during this pandemic and the crisis that we find ourselves in the world, we find our answer when we ask what makes us feel loved and transmit that to those in need and around the world. I mentioned that we at CBM exist for, uh, around people. We exist for the exploited, marginalized, the poor. Crisis response has become more and more of an issue for CBM. While we are not a crisis response organization, our partner is demanding it from us. CBM has done relief work. Refugees around the world, particularly in places like Lebanon, Syria, and so on. Response to a number of emergencies that have begun no fault of the people who find themselves in those situations and terrible situations. Next slide. 
you as a church responded to that great crisis that took place um, in Lebanon, that great explosion. Um, we had people and partner on the, on the scene within hours of that explosion. And because of the generosity of our churches and pre-planning, uh, the seminary and the, uh, the, the um, Baptists there in Lebanon were able to respond to that explosion. There was a seminary. They had a seminary there very close to that explosion. All the windows and doors were blown out of it. But they mobilized with the funding that was raised to be able to repair it and get people who had lost everything, their homes and all that they had, were able to respond in a real way. Next slide. Of course, Ukraine is a huge issue in the world today. This one comes to mind for all of us. All we have to do is turn the news on and hear about that war. Don't know if you know what the biggest issue in Ukraine is. It's the war. It's, yes, refugees fleeing from that country into places like Moldova, Ukraine, or Poland. And CBM is in those countries with our partners meeting the needs of those refugees. But in that region, the biggest issue right now is food and food security, insecurity. Now, we have an issue here in Canada around food. We know that. That's very real. But it isn't like there. You simply can't get it. We are very fortunate in the longevity of our partnership in Ukraine that we can actually get food and funding into that country through the Baptist churches to feed those people. Next slide. Next word is empathy. We all deserve empathy. Empathy is identifying with the feelings and hurts of one another as we... Um, if we were happening, as, as things are happening to us. Romans 12 says, Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. We've had to weep with those who weep. We've had to come alongside of some of those people, not only in the disasters and the devastation that's going on in the world, but because of injustice, because of uh, many situations that they find themselves in. Situation in Guatemala there's an estimated 16.3 million people in that country, making it the most populous nation in Central America. 53% of the population lives in poverty, in true, real poverty. The Guatemalan has the fourth largest rate chronic malnutrition in the world and the highest literacy rate in the world. Child and mortality, mort uh, mortality rate is very very, very high, and there are huge health issues. Over the last 30 years, the fastest growing religion in the country has been evangelical Christians, especially among the marginalized, the indigenous population, and throughout the, lar the largest cities, um, there has been great growth. But there is still a lot of work to do through the poor communities, marginalized people. Many of these churches are already trying to meet the physical and spiritual needs of their communities, but require more practical training on how to mobilize these churches effectively and transform their lives. This is what Byron is doing. Byron cares about those local churches and those local pastors and bringing the education so that they can further the kingdom in that area. Have empathy, sit down and listen to those people and their real needs, and to bring Jesus Christ to them. This is something you're involved in the church. Empathy. Um, Duane and Karen lived in the Philippines. I'm going to tell a story real quick about the Philippines and an experience that I had 
and brought home to me that it isn't simply about hearing our partners and those in the churches in Guatemala or in Bolivia. God sometimes brings that to transformation. And that was the case for me when I went to the Philippines. Dwayne, I don't know if you know Cebu and the area of Cebu, but a great typhoon many years ago hit that place. One of our first engagements was to go to that area as an organization by invitation by the church to help reform and build houses. One room, very simple homes on stilts, so people had somewhere to be off the ground. Next slide. I met this man and I met him on the street. He was sitting there in his shorts and his sandals and a t-shirt. And he was weeping. Now, I didn't speak his language, but he had a little bit of English. And I came and I felt so sorry for him because he had lost everything. He'd lost a son, a wife, a mother, and I believe a grandfather or a father. Lost his house, and there he is on the street. And my first reaction was to have empathy for him and to say to him, my goodness, I'm so sorry, this, you don't deserve this. Uh, we're going to make this right. And he quickly turned it around and he had empathy for me. He said, oh no, he said, well, I'm very sad and it's very devastating for me that I've lost all this. I've lost my wife, I've lost my son, I've lost my mother, I've lost my father. But you know what is important in the empathy that I have for you? You need a disaster like a typhoon in Canada because many people don't need Jesus Christ. That's empathy. That's what God's talking about coming alongside and learning mutually from each other. Next slide. I talked about the SENT program, and this is real for us as an organization, in empowering local churches and people to engage with their partners. And the value in this is so important. Yes, to come with empathy, yes, to come with love, but yes, to come alongside and listen, build a relationship, and be a part of the ministry that's going on, and understanding what the needs are. This is why we do it. Listening, meeting, hearing, hearing the needs of ministry. And I would love to talk to you as a church for the future of this church to be able to go to Guatemala and sit with those people in those churches among the poor and those that you're helping. Well, very quickly, the third word is prayer. Ephesians, next slide. Ephesians talks about prayer in the Spirit all times and every occasion. Stay alert to be present in the prayers and believe in them. When we pray, God does, see, does things. When we believe in our prayers, He does answer them. Now, He answers them in His own way. I talked about the food insecurity around the world, and we're facing our own issues here in Canada. And in fact, with our partners here, our denominations, we are looking at a program to help provide funding for churches to be able to feed people in their communities here in Canada, not just overseas. But it's the biggest issue that we are facing as an organization, because all of our partners are facing this. But we have, for the last 40 years, partnered with Canadian Food Grains Bank. Anybody know it? It's an organization that works very closely with Canadian government to match funds that are raised through churches and donors to feed the hungry. 40 years ago, farmers here in Western Canada took grain off their crops or off their land and sent it to places like Ethiopia and Kenya. No longer is that done. Those crops are being sold for funding 
to be able to send through CBM to projects that we're involved in with our partners to feed the hungry. And not necessarily send wheat, which they don't need. We send or buy mace or corn or vegetables in a local area, feeding those that are so in need and overwhelmed by the lack of food. I've been working with farmers here in Western Canada, and we have an incredible program through farmers who donate their land, donate their equipment, often donate seed and grow that, and take that harvest off, give those funds to CBM, and in turn we match, are able to match through Canadian food grains, four to one. Now think about that math. For every dollar, depending on the project, most of our projects are matched four to one to feed the hungry in the world. This last year, I met a farmer. His name is Dan. Dan is a farmer in central Saskatchewan through one of our programs. A few years ago, Dan had grown crops to feed the hungry in the world, and his largest yields and were excellent crops throughout those years. As part of the Canadian Food Grains uh, project and CBM, he often buys the seed and the fertilizer and donates all of his input costs to CBM plus the sale of his crop. This last year, Dan got, or the year before, Dan got 60 bushels of wheat per acre. But this past year, he only got 11 bushels per acre. Dan confessed that he was distraught and really did not feel his efforts were worth it at all. And he let the, and he let the donors down that were supporting him. And he let, most of all, those that he wanted to support overseas. But to his surprise, after he decided that it was going to call people to prayer, before he took that grain off, it was wheat durum, he found out that wheat durum was at an all-time high in terms of, of price, bringing in a much bigger yield, or bigger price for his a sale of his um, grain, and then being matched four to one, he was able to exceed his donation from the year before when he got 60 bushels instead of 11 bushels. Dan said, I will never doubt the Lord when he, we are faithful. When we pray, we are richly rewarded thanks to those that send funds, to those that help offset the costs, and to CBM and CFGB. Abba Father knows how to answer our prayers. We may not understand how he does it, but he answers our prayers every time in his way. There will be people who will be fed this year because of his faithfulness. Next slide is about encouraging, next slide, encouraging others, and very quickly, out of Hebrews, you must warn each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will deceive by sin hardships against you. Today we live in crisis, and we need encouragement for each other. And it's no different there in Guatemala. I encourage you to encourage, particularly Byron. Build a relationship with him, and you can do that. Byron is really good about communication. Make sure that you communicate with him. Introduce yourselves. Introduce yourselves as a church, and you're already well on your way. Man, I love that poster out there. What a great idea. I've never seen that in church before, and that size. What a great reminder when you walk through this church and how encouraging that is to know that God is helping you build that relationship. And you'll never know when he's discouraged or when the partner needs to be encouraged by your note, by your prayer, by your love. 
but also encourage each other. So that's so important. Don't forget the importance of presence. The importance of the presence of yourselves. And even if you can't go right now, work towards the idea of going to our SENT program and your presence. Quickly, the fifth word, slide, next slide, is about love and hate. Proverbs 17, a friend loves at all times. God commands us to love all the time and not hate. Now, it's difficult not to hate in the world today. Um, I'm not really happy about some of the things that are coming out of Russia and certain people. And I confess that sometimes, well, it's not, I wouldn't call it hate, it's a disapproval. I become cynical. A hateful world today, it's there. All you've got to do is look at social media and see how people respond to certain things. It's very difficult. And the speech and how they do not love. We need people to hear the words, I love you. I care. Even just to hear it without judgment or even hate. Many of our projects overseas, many of our people are exploited and not liked or hated simply because of the situation they find themselves in. They do not receive help or funding. They're marginalized and the injustice is there. We've seen it throughout the world many, many times. Next slide, 23. Our next slide is opportunities. You've seized an opportunity. We get opportunities that come to us every day at the organization at our CBM office. Um, but we respond because of the response of our churches. And again, thank you for the opportunity to be able to take that response that you've made in saying we want to help Byron feed the hungry, build the church and build capacity among those partners there, among the pastors who have a desire to meet the needs of their people. Now I know you as a church don't only do that here, or don't only do that now with Byron, but you're doing it and looking at it here. You hear nothing else from me this morning. This word and this phrase of global and local is so important for us as an organization. It has to be both, through word and deed. You need the local ministry and the outreach and in your own community that God calls you to, whatever that is, but then the overseas and that peace as well. And you're doing that in terms of meeting um, Byron. Oh, and by the way, um, I'm really happy that you're entertaining having Steve come at Gull Lake, from Gull Lake. I sit on that board, by the way, just so you know, transparency here. I sit on that board because we believe as an organization the importance of local ministry and tying that together with global ministry. We have a young lady who is serving there at Gull Lake who has served in Lebanon under CBM as well. And that cross-pollination, particularly in the camping ministry, is so important. That's what I'm talking about. Good on you. Keep it up. Seize those opportunities. Next slide. And conclusion, believe it or not. I have a question for you. What is my Christianity doing for another person? What is my Christianity doing for people that God has placed in my path or in my neighborhood or my family or in another part of the world? Six practical ways to love your neighbor. Love like you want to be loved. Love with empathy. Love by praying. Love by encouraging others. 
and love when others hate. Love with your words and love the opportunities that arise. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your love and grace that gives us everlasting life in spite of what we deserve. We do pray that we are obedient to the call that you have placed on our hearts to love and to serve our brothers and sisters. Thank you for the reassuring words to us. Father, we pray them with the assurance that you hear us. Let nothing frighten us. All things are passed away. God never changes. Patience obtains all, obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone is sufficient. Amen.